Good morning, good evening, good night. Wherever you are in the world, I just want you to know that somebody loves you and that if you are going through any struggles, there's always a way out. See, we grow up in a world where it's made to look like it's either one or the other. But the truth is, are you willing to try and discover more about yourself? Because if you are, you'll see that there's a third option. Becoming a person of value. All right, welcome into my space once again. Of course, you're seeing it's a different vibes right now. So your boy Rev Brown wanted to just kind of bring you in a little more in the middle of the week to hit you up with some pointers that I feel is very, very important, especially in the climate that we are now living in. Pandemic, they say COVID-19. However, life is still going on all around the place. Buzzing life in somewhere. Uh, people are still going out and doing stuff and making money, getting rich while some are just struggling, panicking about tomorrow. So I have a few things I want to begin to kind of put out there for you out there in, uh, on, 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 on this platform. Let me start by saying, okay, I want to quote from Nelson Mandela. He said, first of all, there is no passion to be found in playing small, in settling for a life less than the one you are capable of living. Nelson Mandela said that, and I am fully convinced that that is true. I've got some things I want to uh, encourage us along the lines of. Since we want to pursue a life that we are capable of living, a life that is filled with abundance and not just for greed. I'm not talking about greed. I'm talking about having the ability to be a blessing to people out here, your family, your friends, people all around the place, strangers, people that look to you for help. Let me say something at the same time. When people come to ask you for help, really, they're paying you a compliment. It's a compliment because they are looking at you as being not just capable financially, but they're looking at you as though you are a compassionate person, a kind person. So when anybody steps to you to ask for help, you may not immediately have the resources available, but take some time to understand what is really being said. It's not just the help they are asking for. They are complimenting you. They're saying, boss, you look like somebody who can help people. I want you to, first of all, appreciate that compliment because sometimes you yourself looking at yourself in a way in a, in a way that is smaller than you really are. So take that on board for me. Now, we're talking about becoming a person of value because that's what I do. I try to help people or encourage them to become more valuable in their community, in their family, in their workplace. I know that sometimes we are undervalued by other people. But I want to help you to add value to your life. And so I want to begin with self-talk, something called self-talk. What is that? That is the thing that you tell yourself about you. You need to understand that you are your first critique. 
as well as you're supposed to be your most valuable fan. You are your first fan. You must be excited about yourself. You must learn to celebrate yourself when nobody else would. So with that in mind, what you need to consider, first of all, is what are the things you are saying to yourself? Now, I'm very scriptural with what I am saying. And I know some of you out there may not actually be a Christian or a Bible believer. But what I am about to say, it will help you because it's really relating to anyone, anyone who wants to get ahead in life. I want to begin, first of all, like I said, with self-talk. And for this, I want you to know that the most powerful feature that any one of us as human beings could have or possess is our tongue. Our tongue that we use loosely and carelessly. That is the most powerful feature in our makeup. Because your tongue is what you use to tell people things, to communicate, to exchange ideas, because nobody knows what you're thinking and you don't know what anybody else is thinking. So you got to understand how this works. Self-talk. Words are like seeds. You need to pay attention to that. Words are like seeds. They contain substance, substance that will become your reality. Your life will really move in the direction of your words. Now, you've got to pay attention to what I'm saying here and listen. I'm not just wanting to sound nice or positive. I want the facts to really hit home. Your life will actually move in the direction of your words. Therefore, you can't talk negative and expect a positive life. You cannot talk defeat and win. You cannot talk doubt and succeed. Trust me, it will not work like that. You must learn, however, to bless yourself, bless your own life and not curse it. And because we do not understand the power of the tongue and what it is for, we think the tongue is really simply for communicating. But like I said, I'm very scriptural. And when we talk about the tongue, the first appearance or manifestation of the use of the tongue in the context of scripture is in Genesis chapter 1. When God said, it said several times, and God said, and we see the use of the tongue, first of all, being used to create. It has to be that whatever God thought about, he now spoke it out. And it became his reality. He was actually demonstrating how to use your tongue. Because a lot of us think our tongues are simply for talking and communicating. We think words are just noise. And that's all it is. And that's how we become careless with the most powerful feature in our biological makeup. And we forget, or oh, some of us even have not even heard, even some of you as Christians, you heard about Genesis chapter 1. You've read it probably God knows how many times, but it never dawned on you that there was a demonstration of the use of the tongue 
at the power of words for you to pay attention to understand that as God said, let us now make man in our own image and likeness. He was also referring to the ability to think, speak, and create our world. So therefore, we use our, our, our words loosely. We make all kinds of foolish jokes and gestures. We say things, anything that comes to our mind, and sometimes the words that we are speaking, they are empowered by so much emotion. And I want to tell you something about emotion. Your emotion really energizes your word and it accelerates the outcome that these words were designed to produce. Listen to me. Words are like seeds. When you plant them, when you release them, they seek expression. Now, you cannot sow orange seeds and look for apples. <laughs> you cannot sow lemon seeds and expect grapefruit the words that you are sowing it's exactly the outcome that you should expect to receive let's think about this for a while uh i said to you just now to bless and not curse your life and i want to kind of make it very clear when i say curse because to some of us, when we curse, we're talking about obscene language. That itself is the wrong use of the power of words and the use of your tongue, the most powerful feature in your biological makeup. Your parents never even taught you this. Some of you, your parents don't even know this. Their parents and their parents, and it goes back to generations where generations deep, we are constantly living in cycles of poverty, and lack. And we always seem to think, if I could leave this country, things will be better. If I could leave this community and move out of this community, things will be better. If I could only study this subject and that subject, life would be better. If I was born in another family, life would be better. No, 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 no. It doesn't matter what family you were born in. If you are not educated along the lines of the power of words and the use of your tongue, you could be the son of a millionaire and you still end up with nothing because you haven't learned the secret of the power of words, neither the use of your tongue, what it is for. Being, uh, be, being someone who's coming out of Trinidad and Tobago in some, at times, rough conditions, I had to learn to talk my way out of situations. When I understood the word influence and how much influence one can develop just by understanding the power of words, trust me, I went to work on that. What I started to do, it seems silly, but I am not the first. And I heard people said it also, not before, but after I started to do it. I started reading, get this, a dictionary. How do you read a dictionary? Well, I decided that I would add a new word to my vocabulary ever so often. And whenever I heard a word, man, I took note of that. I heard a word, uh, uh, one time I heard this word, idiosyncrasy. I thought, 
Wow, that's a new word. <laughs> so I went to look at that word because I thought I needed to use that word. I need to get that word into my vocab. And so that's how I develop in, 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 in the ability to speak and express myself articulately, even my dreams. As a matter of fact, I sat down in a seminar one day and the, 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 the speaker said, he said for all of us, write your dreams on a piece of paper. And I was thinking because I had all these dreams in my head about doing tremendous things. And I mean, tremendous things but things that I had not spoken about, I have not told any, I had not then told anybody about it. And I was struggling to put it on paper. I was thinking, now they may say that now I'm crazy or I'm just, you know, dreaming, uh, fantasy. But then he said something. He said, write it down. Doesn't matter how large it is, how crazy it sounds. He said, write it down. He said, it does not hurt to dream. It's not going to cost you anything to dream and to dream big. So if it's not costing you anything, go ahead and dream. And so I started then to express. I felt freer to, more free to express my thoughts. And then added with the understanding of the power of words, I started to speak. One of the things that I was... Uh, clear about which I've, I got that inspiration in my heart and this is it and I want you to take this on board I want you to pay attention to this you cannot have a global impact with a local mindset I want to say that one more time you cannot have global impact with local mindset you had to expand your thinking. And the truth is, what I came to understand is whatever I think about most will influence my conversation. If I think negative, then my conversation will be negative. And since my words create my reality, then my life results would be negative. I was trying to tell you about the curse because I needed to touch on that. What is a curse? A lot of us, when we think about curse, we think about it in the context of obscene language or on the other side, we think about Harry Potter, witches, witchcraft, sorcery. But we never really uh, understood the definition of a curse. And I have a couple of definitions here I want to read for us. A series of words, this is a curse, or a curse is defined as one, a series of words calling for harm to come to someone, or two, a word or an expression used in swearing or in calling for harm to come to others. That's one, that's two, I have another one here. A curse is also defined as evil or misfortune that comes as if in answer to someone's request. Now, a curse can come to you in response to your neighbor requests. Some of you, your parents' requests. Some of you, somebody just don't like you. And they speak negatives towards you, like you will never prosper. 
or you will always suffer or you will eat the bread the devil need. We say a lot of things without realizing that words are like seeds. And when we release them, we are planting them into somebody else's life or even our own life. And we evaluate ourselves. I would say we wrongly evaluate ourselves at times. And we speak things that are equivalent to curses, which also really means to call upon divine or supernatural power to send injury upon people. It is an expressed wish that some form of adversity or misfortune will befall or attach itself to one or more person's place or an object. For instance, a curse can be attached to a person or persons. A curse can be attached to a business place or a dwelling place. And a curse can also be attached to a vehicle. I want you to understand that we flippantly release curses towards each other's lives, businesses, and projects when we speak loosely. And I'm saying the worst of it is that sometimes we are releasing curses into our own lives and that of our loved ones. And how does that happen? It happens when we are either angry or disappointed with people, even our loved ones. So we need to be careful of that. Uh, keeping on a scriptural uh, level, Proverbs chapter 6 says that you are snared by the words of your mouth. You are snared or trapped by the words of your mouth. Now, I want you to understand this is the Bible. The Bible, inspired by God to be written, written to humanity, not to Christians, but to humanity. Anyone can believe God and see results or not believe God and still see results, negative results. You are ensnared or a man or woman is ensnared by the words of their own mouth. I got up in the morning and hear what I say. The favor of God surrounds me like a shield. Today I received the promotion that comes from God and God alone. No weapon that is formed against me today shall prosper and every tongue that rises against me in judgment I shall condemn because this is the inheritance or the inheritance of the saints. I want you to understand that how God describes the tongue, how the Bible continuously refers to the tongue because the tongue is it it, it determines the direction your life will take. Why have not many of us seen that? Why has not that been taught? As far as I'm concerned, every parent should be able to teach their children that. Every teacher supposed to be understanding that. Every, every employer supposed to be understanding that because they supervise or they sit in authority and influential places over other people's lives. 
and they speak powerfully. Once you give someone authority in your life, be it a parent or a teacher or an employer or a coach, you need to be careful of the things that they are saying. Because remember, words are like seeds and your life is like soil. And they are planting stuff into your mind, your mind, your heart, your subconscious. And they are planting stuff in there. And you got to know what they are planting in there. So when someone says to you, you'll never make it, you need to say, I will make it. And take authority over your own life. I was talking to a young lady today. Her name is Precious. I, I didn't have a whole lot to say to her. We just exchanged greetings. But the, the, the inspiration, the energy she was speaking with, I just felt... Uh, I felt I felt happy. I felt a pleasant sort of uh, feeling about this young lady. So I'm really hoping that she picks this up, picks up on this particular podcast and really hear the things that I'm saying as it relates to how to live the best life that you're capable of living. And it begins with, again, self-talk, what you are saying to yourself. And I'd also like to point out that it also refers to what you are not saying. Because some of us think big dreams, but we speak very little. We think about uh, thoughts of grandeur and excellence and overcoming. But we keep it to ourselves. And I'm saying you do as much damage by speaking wrongfully over your life as you will do damage by not speaking over your lives because anyhow you take it, somebody is going to be speaking into your life and I'm asking you to take responsibility. It's, it's a blessing to have godly parents to be able to speak positive words, not just positive words, but godly words and I'll tell you why. God says... He said, and he, he's referring to his words. He's referring to how he takes responsibility for his words. And he says in, 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 in expressing how important his words are to him. No word that goes out of my mouth shall return unto me void without accomplishing that for which it was sent. I want you to understand how important God places his word. And it's not just his word. It's words, period, the power of words. That's why Jesus said, every man shall give an account for every idle word. I want you to understand how important words are to God. Because it's the word, it's the power of words that creates our reality. It creates our world. You have to take responsibility to speak. And I'm encouraging you, precious, to speak God's word. Everyone out there that is listening to me, learn to speak God's word over your life. It's okay to be positive and say, I can make it and I can do it and... and my, my caution is some of us are saying those uh, positive words over our lives, but we are literally 
depending on our own ability to see these words come to pass. But the beauty about speaking God's word over your life is that God takes responsibility over his word to bring it to pass. But you must speak the words. It's not just good enough to think. You must speak the word. Uh, Psalm 141. After I just said uh, Proverbs 6, it, uh, it tells you that you are ensnared by the words of your mouth. Let me just deliberate on that a little bit. Some of us are struggling year in, year out, and we are not realizing that you are ensnared by the words of your mouth. It doesn't matter what anybody else say to you. We're talking about self-talk today. Is what you are saying about yourself that really stands out. Great if you have coaches and teachers and parents and relatives and friends that are speaking positively about you and speaking positive into your life. But you've got to take responsibility to speak over your own life. Uh, Psalm 141. I'm trying to put so much into this because it's very short, but I want it to be condensed and substantial. Psalm 141 says, O Lord, I call to you. Come quickly to me. Hear my voice when I call to you. May my prayer be set before you like incense. May the lifting of my hands be like the evening sacrifice. Hear this. Set a guard over my mouth, O Lord. Keep watch over the doors of my lips. Let not my heart be drawn to what is evil, to take part in wicked deeds with men who are evildoers. Let me not eat of their delicacies. I want you to get this. Set a guard over my mouth. Let not my heart be drawn to what is evil. It is very important that you pay attention to the things that you are focusing on. Remember, if you didn't hear before, let me let you know. Your heart, when the Bible talks about your heart, it's referring to your subconscious. Where all the information and influences and the knowledge that you have gathered over the years, it is formed and kept in your subconscious and out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. It's not so much what you think that shapes your world, but because out of your heart, out of the things that you think about most of the time, that is where your speech is influenced. So, You've got to watch it. Set a guard over your own mouth. You may think it, but don't speak it. And you think it because sometimes you're under so much pressure. You think it, I might as well stop. I might as well not go on. What's the point? If you think that, set a guard over your mouth and refuse to speak it. Let that thought die a still birth, a still birth. Let it die without manifestation. Do not say, don't express it out of your mouth because the truth is you shall have what you say. Self-talk, 
that is what I wanted to uh, deal with you on today. Self-talk. Get some positive things about yourself. Write them down and practice saying them as often as possible. And you'll see, as sure as night follows day, your life will change. And you will end up living, as Nelson Mandela says, the best life that you are capable of living. God bless you. Until another time, stay tuned.